Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Weekly Astrology with Yasmin or Astrology with Yasmin. I always get confused about if it's Astrology with Yasmin or Weekly Astrology with Yasmin. It's actually... Uh, it's actually astrology with Yasmin. So how are you? It's the new moon today. It's the new moon today and uh, I'm kind of excited. How about you? Are you excited for the new moon? Um, what's the new moon all about? Well, it's all about starting all over again. It's always all about starting all over again, but it's especially about starting all over again this week because it's the new moon in the sign of Aries. Aries being the first sign of the zodiac. So um, if you want to call in, I take your calls on this show. I'd love to speak to you. Let me give you the number. It's 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. And I'm also broadcasting live on Facebook. So I'm going to actually write the number as a comment in case anybody wants to call in. Uh, People are always saying to me, will you do my chart? And I'm like... I don't really have time to do people's charts at the moment. It's not really my thing. There are plenty of people out there who specialise in doing private chart readings. But I do do quick chart readings and card readings on this show every week. So, yeah, if you would like to call in, I would love to speak to you. 816-251-3555. So let's talk about this new moon, okay? It took place. Uh, at around about uh, 2.30 a.m. UK time, which was, let's see, something like uh, 14 hours ago, I think about 14 hours ago. Um, so, yeah, so where were you 14 hours ago? I was actually lying in bed awake, trying to sleep. Uh, what about you? Where were you? What were you doing at the time of the new moon? Now, what you're doing at the time of the new moon isn't really that important in some ways. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like New Year's Eve where they say, oh, whatever you're doing at the time of um, New Year, you're going to do for the rest of the year. And by the way, I've tested that theory and it's not, tr- not true at all. Um, but, yeah, it's the new moon in Aries, and Aries being the first sign of the zodiac means this is a very important new moon because it means that if you are willing, you can use it as a time to commit 
to doing new moon work and hopefully full moon work too um, every month for the coming 12 months. So why would you want to do that? Well, for the simple reason that um, working with the new moon can literally just change your life, like in amazing ways. You just, it's quite hard to believe uh, how amazing it is to work with the new moon. The reason being, you can make uh, wishes at the time of the new moon. I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to read you a little something. This is from my book, Moonology, which some of you may have heard of um, and may have. It's, it's actually been in the Amazon Astrology bestsellers for more than 250 weeks now. So I must be doing something right. I always give credit to Hay House, who really helped me shape this book. I'm sure it was a bit of a mess when I gave it to them. I'm just going to read you a little something. Because it's the new moon in Aries, it's a good time to kind of reconnect with why the new moon is so important. So um, the introduction from my book, Moonology. So. So I started off with a quote from the amazing Dana Gerhard, uh, who is of mooncircles.com. The moon is the Earth's oldest temple, holding the potency of countless prayers since the dawn of time. A bell whose ringing brings you into the field of the mother where body and soul can quietly drink. And if you know anything about me, you know that I'm very connected to the Divine Mother, which is why I love that quote and why I chose it to start my book Moonology with. So I'm just going to read you a tiny little bit, okay? And the reason why I'm doing this is because it's the new moon in Aries, it's a really good time to reconnect with why we do moon work. And, by the way, if you hear a bit of yapping in the background, that's uh, – that beautiful Pomeranian dog, Rose, who has come to stay with us again for a few days while her um, her OG family is uh, on holidays away, not very far away, but they couldn't take they couldn't take Rose. We were like, no, we'll have her. We love Rose. So if you hear yapping, that's Rose. Okay, so would you believe me if I told you that the moon can be used as a fantastically simple cosmic timer to help you create the life you dream of? Well, it can. How do I know? Because it has worked for me and for hundreds or even thousands of my readers over the past decade and a half that I've been writing about manifesting with the moon on my website, yasminboland.com. And now as you read about and start to use the practices information contained in this book, Moonology, uh, it will work for you too. You can become a powerful moon manifester. And that is the whole point of Moonology is to show you your power. So I had this kind of revelation many years ago uh, that, in fact, what I meant to do with my work, because I used to be a journalist and I was a TV producer, then I was a journalist again, and then I started doing astrology just as a kind of a private thing while still being a journalist. And eventually I started writing about astrology and eventually I started applying for jobs uh, writing about astrology and eventually I got my first gig with a magazine called Closer, which is still going here in the UK. It's been around for about 25 years and I believe, touch wood, I've been there columnist all that time. I definitely have been there since the launch issue. I think it's about 25 years now. Seems like a very long time, but I think it is. Um, and uh, and then that one horoscope led to another column and another column and another column and now I'm not really a journalist anymore. I'm kind of like a moon journalist or an astro journalist. And over that time, I've been using the moon to create 
amazing things in my life. And it's about connecting with the divine via the moon. And how can we do that? Well, the moon is the goddess and the goddess is the moon. So it makes complete sense to connect with the moon because it's really about connecting with the goddess, which is something I love to do anyway. And as I was saying this morning, uh, my family is from Malta, the island of Malta, at least half of it is, my uh, my mum's side. And... Uh, and, and my dad's side is from Ireland. And, of course, both of those two countries are drenched in goddess tradition. So it's probably no surprise that I've ended up being very attached to the goddess, um, although, in fact, it's been my travels in India over the past 15 years that have also taught me a lot about goddesses and also the birth of my son for reasons I won't go into here. But So it's all been about my journey with the goddess for me, with the moon. But the moon is the goddess and the goddess is the moon. Like they are kind of different versions of the same energy. So it's no wonder that as someone who loves to work with the moon and has written a book called Moonology, uh, that I want to work with goddesses as well. So I will invite you to work with goddesses as well. And let me just tell you, you can work with different goddesses um, for each new moon. So, for example, one of the best goddesses to work with, well, I think the best goddess to work with every new moon is the goddess Durga. D-U-R-G-A, Durga. She is the goddess who gives us courage and strength. And, in fact, um, Excuse me, if you're watching this on Facebook, you can have a look. This morning I did um, a Facebook Live for the new moon and uh, we we chanted to Durga, I believe. I think we did. I definitely mentioned Durga either way and uh, because Durga is the goddess that gives us courage and strength and at the new moon it's when we do our reset and decide, okay, this is what I'm going to go for in the coming um four weeks and I'm going to ask Durga to give me courage and strength. So what I'm going to do today is I'm actually going to do, this will be after the break on the half hour, so hopefully you can stick around, but we're going to make some new moon wishes together. This morning we did one big overarching dream that kind of informed us about what we want, what we really, really want. Uh, but this afternoon now what we're going to do after the break is we'll actually make some new moon wishes and I will take calls as well. Um, but let me just read you a little tiny bit more um okay so you do not need to be an astrologer to work with the moon nor do you even need to believe in astrology nor do you need to know maths or astronomy it's really easy to work with the moon without knowing too much about the whys and wherefores the moon is up there nearly every night for us to see. We're connected to her and she is connected to our planet. That's all you need to know as a starting point. The secret is to make wishes and set intentions in tune with the moon's cycles. Over the years, I've received hundreds of emails from people letting me know about their success in manifesting their goals thanks to their regular use of new moon wishing. And that success is what I hope to pass on to you in this book, Moonology, which if you don't have it, I highly recommend it. People love it. And honestly, I love it too. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. Work with the new moon once a month for 12 months and you will have covered off every single part of your chart. So how are you supposed to know where the new moon is taking place in your chart? Well, I mean... <sighs> 
you have to kind of either ask an astrologer. I've got a new moon kit, which is free, which may or may not tell you. I know in my members area, the sun, moon and stars, you can definitely find out there, but we've closed the doors to that at the moment. Let me just tell you where this, this new moon is taking place for you. And if you know your rising sign, make sure you listen to that, okay? So if you are Aries or Aries rising, it's taking place in your first house. So it's your chance to kind of change the way you come across in the world. It's also a really good time for a makeover um, if, you need, if you need one, especially if you've been in lockdown for as long as we have here in London. Uh, if you're Taurus or Taurus rising, it's taking place in your 12th house. So on the one hand, it can mean you want to kind of lay low for the next 12 months, but it's also a really good time for a restart in your spirituality. If you're Gemini or Gemini rising, it's a really big one for you because it's taking place in your 11th house, which is your house of the thing wished for, house of the thing wished for. And in fact, that's why we hold the Written in the Stars workshop once a month uh, for whoever is having their new moon in the 11th house because it's actually the most powerful time for you to do your wishing if you're a Gemini rising person so if you're a Gemini rising and you want to come to the workshop check out the information about it on moonmessages.com forward slash written w-r-i-t-t-e-n as in written in the stars moonmessages.com forward slash written uh, because this is a really big important uh, new moon for you if you are Gemini rising not Gemini Gemini rising okay if you don't know your rising sign it's pretty easy to find out on the internet okay if you're a moon child rising friend so cancerian rising if you're moon child rising as I like to call it uh, it's taking place for you in your um 10th house which is career Okay, so it's a time for a restart with career and ambitions. If you're Leo or Leo rising, it's taking place in your ninth house, which is all about travel and study and the great cosmic quest. So it's a great time to be doing something new along one of those lines. Um, then if you're Virgo or Virgo rising, it's taking place in your eighth house, which is all to do with sex and money. So if you want to restart when it comes to sex and money, you've got the uh, support of the new moon this month. If you are Libra or Libra rising, it's taking place in your love zone, baby. So uh, it's a restart for you when it comes to all your most important one-to-one -one relationships. Make the most of it. If you are Scorpio rising, it's taking place in your sixth house, which is your daily life zone. So it's really a time for you to be thinking, okay, what do I want to do every time around this year? Map out how you want your life to tick over. Think about your morning routines and your evening routines and all that. If you're um, Sagittarius rising, it's taking place in your fifth house, which is good because it means there's more fun. It's time for, to allow more fun in your life. If you're Capricorn rising is taking place in your fourth house. So there's a new cycle starting for you at home uh, and with family. If you're Aquarius rising, it's taking place in your third house, which is all about the way you communicate. And if you are Pisces rising, it's taking place in your second house, which is about cash, property, possessions, values and self-esteem. So work on your self-esteem. So it takes place in a different part of your chart every month, which is really important information to know. OK, um, but overall, it's just a really good time to be making wishes. OK, so we'll make some wishes after the after the break. Uh, which comes after the first half hour of the show. So let me go to the lines and take a call. 
And I think I'm going to speak to Sue on line one. Are you there, Sue, on line one? I sure am. Good morning, Yasmin. Good morning, Sue. How are you? I'm okay. I'm really excited to finally be on. This is, this is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. So uh, what's been happening for you? I'm just putting your details into my computer. Sure. Right, first I, of all, where are you, Sue? Are you in Boston or have you moved? I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, right. You Americans, you just move around the country like crazy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I moved when I was really young. I left when I was about 17. Oh, okay. You know, we don't. I'm, I grew up in Australia. We we don't really move around quite as much as you guys, especially if you're born in yeah. Melbourne or Sydney or Adelaide or Perth or one of the bigger towns. Like in Tasmania, where I grew up, people do move because it's quite small and they want to go to the big smoke. But if you're born in the big smoke, most people stay where they are. Whereas you Americans, you're just you're just all over the place. Just uh, take you your. Know, I don't know. When I go back, the East Coasters don't tend to move. They're more like you guys. They they find it really surprising when you move. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. So the East Coasters stay put and the West Coasters like to travel. Yeah, I mean, I think some East Coasters travel, but they don't, they don't usually relocate. They don't usually, I don't think, I don't think they do as much. I think they tend to stay. I think the South is fairly similar too. I think a lot of Southerners, I, I could be wrong, but I think they tend to stay, stay put. Well, I will take your word for it, Sue. So, Sue, I'm looking <laughs> at your chart. What would you like to know today? You know, I've had um, a really, I don't mean to sound like Debbie Downer, but I've had a really rough go of it for a very long time. And I've been very confused about it all, about where my life has gone. I, it's funny that today you talked about Durga because at, when I was younger, I was healthy. I was able to travel. I, I hope to go on into an international career in anthropology and art. Actually, I studied mother goddesses when I was in Nepal and India going to school, and I, I love Durga. So it's just funny that you're talking about Durga today because I'm like, thank you, Durga, for getting me on this morning because I've tried other yeah. times to call in. But then my life got really derailed by chronic illness. And what's really frustrating to me, um, and I need to take responsibility for this, I guess, but is that I went to a Jyotish. I went to different astrologers. And nobody talked to me about my stellium in Libra or all the stuff that's going on with Chiron. So I've had chronic illness, and it's, I kept out, you're fighting the good, the good fight, hoping to get better, but I haven't been able to work. It's derailed my career, derailed my love life. And as somebody who's got, you know, I think it makes a difference, a four-planet stellium in Libra, you know, I so want to be in love, so want to be in my community, so want to be working, so want to be back on track with my life. I've been working really hard to get my health and whatnot back, and I'm, I'm wondering if you see anything with those health starts. And can have any insight for me. You know, I, I see all these oppositions with Chiron. I don't know if they're making, like, a ton of kites with that huge grand trine I have. I don't know if I have another trine, a water trine with uh, Chiron. It's just it's it's been a very confusing and frustrating 15 years, and I'm really hoping to have a turn. It, it's just been it's been hard. It's been really hard. You know, yeah. I want my life back. I want a chance out of life. Okay. You know, 
What have you, can I ask you what you've been suffering from? Because you said, I feel like it's partly my responsibility. Like, what have you been suffering from and how can it be partly your responsibility? Oh, 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 no, not that. I mean, I was just, I was, I caught myself there feeling like I was being a little blamey about my frustration at trying to get insight when it was first starting into the illness. What, what, I, what I have is they're not really sure. Um, I'm guessing that there's something that they might call autoimmune stuff. Um, I've have a lot of, I did end up having, uh, car accidents as well, but even before that I've had spine stuff. I have tendons that don't heal very well. And it seems like some of the things I've been doing recently have been working better. It wasn't, it hasn't all been the same thing. Uh, about 15 years ago, I had a car accident and then I, I had another car accident and, um, about six months later, or I actually was on a bike and I cut off my car. So, uh, it's just been, it's just been a lot. And it'd be one thing if it was just the physical issues, but then it seems like I have some sort of like, um, I haven't been officially diagnosed with autoimmune. They don't really know what's been going on. And so I've been working on, I've had like leaky gut and, um, I've had a lot of denial from medical professionals too, like, oh, well, you look fine. And now they've found that leaky gut is real, that things like candida and other infections like SIBO are real. So I've been sort of working on those things and having some improvement. And that sort of led me in a very different direction with functional medicine. And in fact, I've, uh, although I can't afford a functional doctor, I've been looking at, at wondering if maybe that's where a career path is going to go. I was very much into art and uh, anthropology, cultural studies when I was younger. In fact, I have a degree in art and a degree in anthropology, and all of this has been super traumatic. I've had a ton of family problems too, and it's 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 just been it's been a, it's been a lot of chaos. And I'm I'm hoping that in my my later years here that I can you know put it to good use. You know. Yeah, okay. So basically, Sue, looking at your chart, what I see uh, that's jumping out at me is you now have Chiron uh, opposite your son. And, uh, you know, Chiron is the wounded healer. And, um, you know, it's a very important time for you to be looking at, uh, you know, how do I heal this? It sounds like it sounds like you have a, a variety of, of things going on. Um, you know, it's not just one thing that you need to heal. So it, it sounds like to me you need some kind of holistic healing rather than, you know, one particular, you know, disease per se uh, that needs healing. Um, so and I've, you have I've to been on a new path with that, yes. I've been, I've been trying many different things and there has been more success in the last, uh, the last year or so, which is great. That's why so I'm feeling hope and, and hope that wondering if there's a turnaround in my chart. Yeah, you need to take a holistic um, approach to it, that's for sure. And Chiron okay. is going to be opposite your son on and off now, uh, uh, between now and March the 12th, uh, or oh. around about, say, mid-March um, next year. So if I were you, I would find myself um, a really good healer and start uh -huh. to work uh, work on your consciousness as much as anything else. And I'll tell you what I'm getting for you actually is there's um, it's actually a practice that I did like, I don't know, 20 years ago maybe called the body okay. mirror system, the body mirror system. Let me see if I can quickly find it for you online so you get the right one. Hang on. Body mirror um, system. 
Yeah, there it is. And it comes up. It's with a guy called Martin Brothman, um, the body mirror system. And I would I would start with that and I would work with that. And, you know, you can do it in your own time at home, um, just working out what, what tensions on your consciousness are having this long-term effect on you uh, so that you're feeling like you can't move forward. Um, it oh, really I have, is I have PTSD you, and all sorts of other things. You know, I, I have deep sorry. things that are going on, and I've been working really hard on these things. I haven't just been sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I had a major uh, neck, poor disc of my, in my neck blew out in 2015, just blew out, What's because I guess the car accident, I didn't know I was walking around with whiplash. And so it's been this cycle, Yasmin, of me just working really hard and trying to get back on track and then the rug being taken out from under me. So I was actually hoping that you were going to say, great, you know, your Chiron's finally calming down because I had major problems with Chiron around my birthday, 2000, or I guess it was Chiron, 2015 when I had these injuries, 2015, and then again in October 2017. And I'm, I'm just hoping to, to move on to be able to date and have a life and, you know, work again and just put my life back together. It's been incredibly humbling. But I've done all sorts of alternative medicines and, and there's a new program that I've been working on which is more systemic because there are a lot of people that, that have been disregarded medically and um, there are some new programs that are really uh, seem to be, the one I've been doing is expensive, but it does seem to be in the right direction. Okay. Yeah, well, I would suggest having a look at the body mirror system because okay. I think that's going to help you understand better what's been going on. And uh, the, the thing is because Chiron is, is actually going to be affecting you between now and mid-March next year, it's very much okay. a window for you of healing and healing Good. whatever it is that needs healing so that you can start to um start to feel better you do also have saturn and jupiter in your sixth house which is also going to be affecting your um how you're feeling about um about life and about your health and about your daily life you know so it's uh -huh. really important that you you get this message that uh, now is the time for you to be working on healing at the absolute base of your consciousness so the body mirror system, what it does is it basically takes you through all your chakras and uh, it will teach you exactly which chakras, you know, for example, with what happened with your neck, it'll help you go through the issues you need to address for your neck and so on. So would you be willing to, to at least look it up online for me, Sue, and tell me how you go with it? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, you know, I live in Boulder. It's very, it's, I mean, I've been, I'm what's called an old Boulder person. So I've been in Boulder for a really long time. It's extremely esoteric here. <laughs> or I used, I used to be, That's not as much thing. anymore. But yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I, I do Stay all on sorts the line. of We're about to run out of time. Stay on the line and I'll just have a chat once we go off, off, but um, just stay there for a minute. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. 
We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Find out what's happening in the skies Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. I am your host, Yasmin Boland. I'm an award-winning astrologer and a best-selling Hay House author of books, including Moonology and the Moonology Diaries. So there you go. And the Moonology Oracle Cards. So what we're going to do now is we are going to um, do a little new moon wishing, okay? I'm going to put on some music, which... You have to tell me if it's all cutting out and not very nice, Louie. Let me know if it doesn't work. I feel like the connection's quite good right now. I'm going to put on some beautiful music and uh, we're going to make some wishes together. We're going to go, basically, we're going to do a meditation and then we're going to make some wishes. All right. We'll make a wish. All right. So I'm going to ask you, let me see. Hopefully, this is going to work. This is my friends Edo and Joe, E-D-O and Joe, J-O.com, and I have their permission to use their music anytime I like as long as I credit them. So it's Edo and Joe, E-D-O and Joe, J-O.com. So just close your eyes and just breathe. And just close your eyes and just breathe. Just close your eyes and think, I surrender to the divine. I surrender to the divine. I'm here, divine. And breathe. just think of someone or something or some people that you are truly grateful for. And just think Thank you, universe. Thank you. Thank you. 
Just think, thank you, universe, thank you, and feel the gratitude. And now just think, what do I want to create in the coming month? What do I want to create in the coming month? What do I want to create full stop? If you can't do it in, the, in one month, what do you want to create full stop? And just see yourself. With that dream is real. See the dream as real. Feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And just think, thank you, universe. Thank you. Put your hands between your breasts if you've got them or in your middle of your chest. And just throw your arm as far away as you can from you with the word so be it. So be it. And just breathe. There we go. Thank you, Edo and Joe, for that beautiful music, edo and joejo.com. All right. So now that you uh, have decided something in your head that you actually want, what I want you to do is I want you to write something down that says that's one thing you can do in the next 24 hours to make that wish come true, Okay. Write down, if you're on Facebook, you can write it in the comments. I actually can't see anyone's comments today, which happens sometimes. But write it down in the comments. Oh, no, I can see people's comments now. Great. Write it down in the comments on Facebook or just on a piece of paper if you're listening on Unity Radio. What can you do to make that wish come true today? Today. Okay. Hi, Aoife. Long time. Pamela's crying. Oh, my poor thing. Feel your feelings. It's good to let the feelings out. What can you do? What is one thing you can do in the coming 24 hours towards that dream? Okay. Towards that dream. What can you do? So I've got Romeo Holly saying she's going to do a vision board. Uh, we've got Angela saying she's going to pray and manifest job as trainer advisor. Well, praying is good, but you need to have something practical. 
So can you talk to someone who's involved in the industry? Can you look online? You know, it has to be something practical. Carol's going to buy a journal. Excellent. Writing things down is so powerful. If you have my Moonology Diary, I've got my Moonology Diary downstairs right now, but uh, there is a space in there to write down your wishes for the month ahead. And you need to write them down and you need to turn them into an affirmation and you need to say one as an affirmation. All right, so that's a start towards manifesting our dreams. Let's go to the lines again. Let's speak to, is it Lene? Lene on uh, line. Hi, is that how I say your name, Lene? Yes, I'm here. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. So do you have a question yeah, for I me, Lenny? Yeah, I just wanted to get my chart read because I've been having some issues in the second eighth house realms um, for the last few years. I thought it was because Saturn was going through my eighth house, but it's, um, you know, out of it now into the ninth, and I've been just still dealing with, with uh, those issues. And so I wanted to just see if you could do a quick read and see, you know, what my chart said and kind of what your interpretation of things are. I'm okay. also, and um, so what's been happening? What rising. kind of eighth house issues are we talking about? Um, so I work on commissions mostly. Um, so my job is basically a job of one-time commissions and a lot of other people's money is used. Um, and so things just haven't been flowing like they were in the past. Um, and it kind of slowed what do you, down. What do you do I'm sorry? What do you do? What's your job? Um, so I work in, in finance. Um, so it's like a very niche section of finance uh, with technology companies and private equity. Okay. And so what, you have to sell something to make a commission? How does it work? I'm just trying to find out what's been going on. Yeah. Um, I have to put together deals with a buyer and a seller and make the commission. Mm -hmm. And it, And it's not working very well for you? It's been working, but the faucet has been dripping very slowly. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, I just was trying to figure out what's going on and when things might go back to normal <laughs> or what's going yeah. on astrologically. Is, you know, basically, it, it's a bit like the previous caller who wanted to know when her health was going to get better because of her chart. Astrology doesn't kind of work like that, you know. Astrology isn't like, oh, this is happening, so that's happening. You know, you did have Saturn and you had Saturn in your eighth house, which is cash, sure, and there would have been lots and lots of lessons for you during that cycle. But you also had Jupiter. I feel like I'm being really contrary to everyone who calls in today. I'm really sorry, but I have to be honest. Um, you know, you also had Jupiter in your eighth house at the same time because Jupiter and Saturn were both in Aquarius in your eighth house for, you know, at least a year. And uh, so, in fact, it could have been a bonanza time for you. So I think the really and, and by the way, you still have Pluto in your eighth house um, and have had for years and will have for, you know, at least another couple of years. So what I would say to you is what were the lessons that you learned while Saturn was in your eighth house. I'm just going to tell you when that was, just in case you don't know 100%. Hang on. So yeah, that would I mean, have I been know. So I'm, pretty, about I'm pretty well versed. 2018 uh, 2018 to around about, so the start of November 2018, of like even January basically, 
uh, until late last year when um, when Saturn changed signs. So what did you learn from the whole of 2018, 2019 and 2020? What did you learn about money and about your money? What did you learn? Tell me that. I'm being very direct no today. No one's going to like me anymore. <laughs> I, don't, Sorry. I don't know what I learned. Um it it doesn't last forever. I don't know. I have to budget better. I don't know. Like I really don't know. Have to what? I have to budget better. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because it, so, it doesn't always flow like. Dig it. a little bit, Lene. Dig a little bit deeper, darling. What did you learn? Mm. Yeah. Hello, are you still there? I don't know. Yeah, I'm still here. I just, I'm stumped. I'm, I, I don't know what I could have learned in the last three years that would have been different from the teachings I'd learned prior to that. Like, did you learn anything about the way to approach clients, for example? No, I don't feel like that was a lesson. I feel like maybe it was something about not tying my identity to money or something deeper like that. Maybe if I have to guess. So you learned lessons about not tying your identity to money. In other words, not feeling good about yourself if you've got the money rolling in and not feeling bad about yourself if it's not rolling in. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. Maybe that's the lesson. I think that might be something. All right. So did you learn that lesson? I, if I had to really guess about what the lesson was, that's probably the only thing that can that comes to my mind. Okay. Okay. Um, and how do you feel about having, now you've learned that lesson, how do you feel? I feel frustrated still, though. I feel frustrated. I feel like, okay, I got, I got it. Now let's get on with it. Let's move on. Like, I want the next chapter. Okay. But where does it leave you? Because the thing is with Saturn, it's all about the lessons. So where does it leave you having learned that lesson? Like, you can't just say, oh, I've learned it, now let's move on. What did you learn from it? How does it change your I, life? I mean, obviously, it's making me think differently about, um, you know, how I spend money and um, how I complain about not having it. Um, you know, I've, I've learned I have to be a little more patient. Um Okay, well, that sounds good. It sounds like you, you're taking the things on board. So let's talk about, so not complaining, so not, not, you know, like Abraham Hicks called banging the drum, don't they? Don't keep banging the drum about not having money. Um, budgeting, how is your budgeting now? Has it improved? Yes, tremendously. Great, perfect, really good. Now, being patient, how does that come into it? Um, I feel like I just have to learn to just let the universe dictate the timing. Like there's nothing I can do. You mean dictate the timing in terms of when the money comes? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, what I would do if I were you, Lene, because obviously you're, you're quite upset about this and that's, you know, fair enough. Um, what I would do is I would really do some self-inquiry, inquiry, as I think Americans call it, with your journal and think, 
okay, if I sit down and I say this quietly to myself, you know, what have I learned? You've already established you've learned a few things about not complaining about money because, you know, when you, what are you doing when you complain about money? You're giving off the wrong vibration. Exactly. And also what we focus on is what we attract. So the more we complain about something, the more we attract it. So let me just give you an example. A couple of years ago, I've struggled with my weight for quite a few years, ever since I, I had my son 15 years ago, and it's been up and down. And, you know, a few years ago, I was like, okay, you know, I, I keep thinking I'm so fat and telling people I'm so fat and all this. And then I started to go to the local gym. This was pre-COVID. And I completely changed my mindset. I went from thinking I'm so fat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat, to thinking, oh, my God, I'm exercising. I'm doing something for myself. I'm going to I'm going to become slimmer. I'm going to become slimmer. I'm becoming slimmer. I'm becoming slimmer. So it's like and and I did become slimmer, you know, and it's literally about what you're focusing on. So when you're complaining about money, you're basically focusing on having no money. So what you need to do is start to focus on the fact that, for example, you have learned how to budget better. You know, you've just told us you've learned to budget better. So, oh, my God, I've learned how to budget better. I'm so much better at budgeting. My life is so much better since I learned how to budget. My finances are much more secure since I learned not to spend all my money at once. So can you see how you can kind of like think about the lessons that you've learned and start to turn them into positives for yourself? Yes, of course. So I was hoping to get my chart read as well and see, you know, if there's anything that you see there. Well, I am reading your chart right now. Where do you think I'm getting all this from? This is me reading oh, your okay. chart right now. Oh, okay. I didn't now. realize. Okay, I apologize. I didn't realize. Oh, I'm looking at your chart right now. Um, that's that's where I'm getting all this from. And you also have Pluto, the planet of um, transformation, in your eighth house of cash as well. So you are not done with this cycle of your life, of transforming your, your life, but you will eventually be. So it's really up to you if you want to take it and have it um, you know, and make the most of this transformation in your financial life because once Pluto leaves your uh, leaves your eighth house, which it will do, let me see, I think it's, oh, gosh, it uh, looks like 2023. So you've only got really another year or two of being able to turn your finances inside out and upside down and change everything. So, you know, that's what you really want to do is you want to focus on, what do I need to heal? Because Pluto is always about the healing crisis. What do I need to heal about money? And uh, and how do I want to transform my financial life? And then use the lessons from when Saturn was in your money zone for two years. What did I learn and how do I focus on that? So there you are. That's about it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. You don't sound very happy, Lene. I also drew you a card, which I will tell you, even though you're not being very grateful to me for doing my best for you. Um, you got the new moon eclipse card, which is expect powerful change. Okay. So if you do the work, you can expect powerful change. But if you, you know, you've got the potential for powerful change. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you. 
So there we go. So someone was saying um, on Facebook, what is the eighth house? The eighth house is actually where you keep sex and money. Okay, so it's joint finances. All right, so sex and money is your eighth house. In fact, the whole chart has all different parts of your life in it. So I'll just run through them for you for anyone who's interested. Your first house is how you come across in the world. It's your, it's, it's the you that you present to the world. It's not necessarily who you really are, but it's how you come across in the world. Your second house is cash, property, and possessions. So if you know your rising sign, that's the first house, and then the sign after that is the next is the second house. So that's how how you treat cash, property, and possessions. Your third house is communications, okay, and uh, and short trips, and uh, it's how you think and how you read and 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 uh, and all sorts. Fourth house, home and family. These are just the headlines. The best book to read is uh, Howard Sass Porters on the Houses, or you could get my Astrology Made Easy book. Uh, fifth house is uh, children, romance, creativity, and children. <laughs> I'm getting lots of funny comments on Facebook. Yes, I agree with all of them. Um, uh, fifth house, romance, creativity and children. Sixth house is uh, daily work and health. Daily work and health. Seventh house is romance and also open enemies. Eighth house, sex and money, which is what Lene had. Ninth house is um, the cosmic quest, the quest to understand the world, travel, study, adventure, anything which opens your mind. The 10th house is career and ambition. So, you know, if you get a new moon in your 10th house, that's going to be a new start for you professionally. 11th house is the house of the thing wished for and the 12th house and friends as well. And uh, the 12th house is um, it's the deepest, darkest, and most mysterious part of your chart, including um, uh, including um, dreams and also self-sabotage. So what you need to do is you need to fight, keep like learn how to figure out, which I do show but in, again in the sun, moon and stars areas where I do it and I'm afraid we've closed it for the moment. You can go on the um, wait list for it. But, you know, to work out how understand where it's taking place in your chart at any one time. So there we go. So, you know, this really is a really important time for everybody to think, okay, what do I want to create for myself in the coming 12 months? And the really great thing about um, the new moon in Aries is that uh, it's basically like the astrological new year, okay? So even if you've fallen off the wagon when it comes to um, what you wished for at the start of the year, or even if you've kind of fallen off the wagon and you're a bit back on or whatever, you're not really sure, then um, it's a really, really good time to recommit to all the things that you want in your life, okay? That's what the new moon in Aries is all about. And Teresa on Facebook is saying, yes, your moonology diary guidance was spot on. Yes. So if you've got my moonology diary, grab it. And even if you haven't been working with the diary for the first couple of months, if you kind of like fell off the wagon or whatever, then uh, now is the time to get back on. All right, so um, let's just do a little chakra clearing chant, shall we? Someone on Facebook is saying, I hope you remember to clear your energy today. And I think that's really good advice, actually. Uh, who was it that said it? Lynn. I think that's really good advice. So I'm going to do an energy clearing exercise now. 
And uh, I invite you to join me. We're going to clear our energy of any negativity that we may have been open to uh, today, yesterday, the last month, the last year ever. So I'm going to teach you. I'm not I'm going to teach it to you, actually. I'm just going to say a chant. I'm going to chant it, actually, which is called the Chakra Clearing Chant. And uh, it's actually uh, something I got from India, and it's very much about balancing all your chakras, okay, all your chakras. So whether you chant it with me, if you know it, um, excuse me, more and more people, um, more and more people know this chant because they've been tuning in for a long time. Uh, but I'm going to, okay, I'm going to sit comfortably. I've got both my feet flat on the floor, okay? And we're going to start by closing our eyes. Just close your eyes. And let's just call in Archangel Michael and ask Archangel Michael to cut the cords with anybody and everybody. All the good ones will come back when you have further interactions with them. So cut the cords, Archangel Michael. Please use your mighty sword to cut the cords, especially with anyone we've had negative interactions with. Just want to release it out to the universe and let them go. Okay. And sometimes people worry about cutting the cords because they think, oh, I don't want to cut the cords to my partner or my mum or my dad or my siblings or my husband or wife or kids, whatever. All those cords are perfectly healthy and will come back. All right, the cords are cut. Now we are going to do the chakra clearing chant three times. Here we go. Get our chakras, our energy centres back in line. Hari Nam Lam Mam Vam Simram Vam Yam Yam Ham Shiva Ram Swaha And uh, I'm afraid that's actually all we've got time for because the show's done. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.